A draw is better than a loss. I am the champ. Oh my god. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, <didn't. laughs> I, I believe that is the quadruple. Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. Come on, Jared Goff. Come on. Any trade that involves you getting Drew Locke, you probably lost. Well, I guess everyone knew more than I did. The amount of times that you have been on stage with less than reputable clothing. Yes, indeed. We have no shit. Enough said on that. I can neither confirm or deny. Shout out to um, Raccoon Red. Clearly, I have a lot of opinions about this. Hello and welcome to another episode of Improper Fantasy Football. My name is Mark. And I am Biz. You're back. <laughs> I'm back. back. You're oh, yeah, back. Which one's back? Is Justin on this week? Is Improper? I don't know what's going on. It's been like, it's been for a while. This is the first time in November that you and I have actually had a podcast together. How you doing? Wow. Uh, well, I, I I'm good. I've 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 had better weeks, um, mm -hmm. as you well know. Um, and and as and and you've gone through some of the same things too. So, uh, but um, but yeah, I'm um, I had a I had a, a fun a fun time in London, <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's good good to be back. And uh, yeah, raring to go, raring to go. Yeah, I thought I was expecting to see Justin or Improper Mark, but um, yeah, you're uh, you, you're you're here, gracing gracing me with your presence. Not to get too much into our personal lives with our listeners, but uh, we the last <laughs> few weeks have been a huge set of roller coasters for us. Biz was on a uh, travel for an awesome gig. I started a brand new job. Both of us had items absconded from our persons <laughs> that involved terrible, terrible experience. Gosh, yes, it, indeed. The last couple of Expensive weeks for me, electronics. this has been like the most up and down month I've ever had. I don't, I, I yeah. can't. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because again, like, you know, we were just saying before we were on air how, uh, you know, I always love it when I go back home, um, you know, and it's very sort of bittersweet with what happened because I, mm -hmm. I, I've still had a fairly enjoyable week. But yeah, but you know what? Um, there are worse things going on in the world right now. So, um, so yeah. Um, yeah. But in case listeners have any donations they want to say our way, we don't have a <laughs> Patreon or anything like that. But if you want to... If you want to at least uh, send us your uh, your good thoughts and your good uh, your good energy, you can go ahead and send that to us at our email, uh, improper fantasy football. No, improper fantasy podcast at gmail .com. You can check out our Twitter X at improper fantasy biz. This was quite a week. Um, I am currently probably out of it in about two of my leagues right now. I am just absolutely dominating two of my leagues and in another league ours i probably should be out of it but by the grace of something even though i keep losing i'm still not dead for the sixth seed no you are still in sixth position aren't you currently i think i'm in seventh oh okay but okay. still well... like the fact that i'm in seventh and i am only i'm not that far behind i'm i still got some of the best points in the league, and I've definitely been scored against either the most or the second most in the league. But at this point of the season, that doesn't matter. But you know what does matter with our league? The king has been toppled. Andy has suffered defeat. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. But anyway, yeah, carry on, carry on. Carry, carry yeah. Yeah. on. Holy crap. And it, it is none other than friend of the podcast, Kelly who gets the job done. Now, Kelly has had a dominating season so far. He definitely has more points scored than anybody else in the league right now. And he 
put up, I would say, an above-average showing. He didn't put up a dominating showing, but Andy let his guard down this week. 108 to 135. I have to give my hats off to Kelly. Awesome job. Awesome job. Yeah. Look, this was the matchup one versus two. Um, and you're right, as as good as good as amazing as Andy's seasons has been so far, um, Kelly's season has been also excellent. I mean, mm-hmm. Andy was nine and oh, uh, no, ten and oh, going ten into last week, yeah, ten and oh. Um, Andy, uh, Kelly was Kelly. nine and one, and this was a showdown, and um. Yeah, I mean Kelly has an Kelly has a really really good team. Um, on paper, I, I do think it's probably stronger than Andy's, but Andy's just been pulling out wins after wins, and I, I do think Andy might be in a bit of trouble because obviously we know about the, you know Mark Andrews going down too. We can talk about that mm. a bit later, but yeah, it was a great win for Kelly, and and it brings that whole one two three four uh, seeding a bit a bit closer you know now the number one seed is still up for for grabs um you know it's it's anyone's games it puts other people into contention um but yeah i mean it was it was nice but it was it was good to see the undefeated go down the undefeated go down yeah despite the fact that it was good to see that both of those teams have currently locked spots up in the playoffs the next closest came from the match between the current three and four this week. And I'll tell you, this was a match for the ages. Like this was a about as close as you can get. Well, maybe not as close as Ned and Roger, who had a 0.06 difference between their scores this week. 103.2 and 103.14. But oh, Biz, wow. do you want to talk about how your matchup went with Justin? No, not really. Okay, because okay, clearly there's... Yeah, we can move on. Clearly, there's collusion going on again um, <laughs> by by the lords of it's you or and Justin obviously get together. It, it, it clearly that's what it is. ESPN fancy stats. There's clearly um, some issues going on there. Just like last year with Justin, he comes back to bite me in the behind again. Um, you know, and and also I did listen to you and Improper Mark last week. You know, mm-hmm. it seemed almost like the biz bashing episode um, for me when I was listening to it. Was it um, the previous week the Mark bashing um, episode though? Uh, uh, well, possibly, maybe. Well, oh, which one? Uh, yeah, um, it doesn't <laughs> matter. You had both of us last week. <laughs> Come on, it's a good old fashioned um, revenge podcast. Yes. What are you going to no, do? No, indeed. Well, I meant which episode, but um, but no, I I you know I listened to to you. And Mark, uh, especially, um, go on about, you know, Mark in particular, how I was, you know, the luckiest person alive with my results and, you know, this, that and the other. I will say I am still seven and four. You are. Um, I am fourth. And really, I should be third, but for collusion, as I talked about, um, (laughs) you know, as me and Justin talked about, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I, I firmly believe, I think, I mean, to be fair, as far as I'm concerned, this was a draw for me. I drew this game. I drew this game because, you know, if you're within a point and a half, two points, to me, that's a draw. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm seven, I'm seven, three and one. But obviously, you know, you can have the stats, whatever it says, <laughs> Justin's eight and three on seven, four, whatever. What um, is it that they you know, say, Biz? A win is a win is a win. <laughs> I, I've never heard. I've never heard that before. I, have you? I, 
I haven't heard anyone on this only every say week that. that you win. That's really? all I'm gonna say. I, I mean, I, I've, I've. Oh I've man, I should turn that. that into a soundboard. Uh, but, um, but yes. So, um, you know, I, I'm as you know as well. I'm, I'm, I'm very humble on this podcast. I really, oh, gl- incredibly. I, I really gloat when I win. You know, again, contrary to what Sportsmanship of the Year Award. Uh, of course, there you go. You know, I, 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 I rarely call people out. I'm very gracious in defeat. Um, and um, yeah, so as far as I'm concerned, I drew this week. Um, how how did you do, Mark? Uh, uh, poorly. Like, about as bad as you could possibly do in a game that you absolutely had to win. <laughs> I played against Jerry. Uh, Jerry was one of the people that's in the middle of the scrum trying to fight to even, like, be deigned enough to be able to get into the playoffs. We all have losing records, but we're at the better of the losing records. Jerry crushed me by almost 50 points, and I put up probably my four score in a month. So... I'm not going to make any excuses. Like, my team was just bad. Eckler was bad. Walker ended up leaving the game uh, in the first half. Uh, And nobody was particularly great. Now, to be fair, actually, not even to be fair, I had a couple of players on buys. But honestly, I'm supposed to win these games. And I just didn't. Uh, Hats off to Jerry. Tua played well. Mixon played well. Pollard played well. Keenan Allen and Kittle played well. Yeah, he's he's got a very strong side. Um... I'm surprised he's not further up. Well, if he happens to lose any of his last three weeks, regardless of how you do in these last three weeks, if he loses any of those games, then you clinch a playoff spot. Well, I am I am hoping for that to be the case. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I it, it is you it can is also quite win gaunt. one game. That's true. Well, you know what? I I hope I win one game at least, but I. You know, just going back, it's galling, a little bit galling for me because I chose to play Sam Howell over Justin Fields. I'm always wary, I've said this before, about playing people when they just come back from injury. Yeah. You just never know. It's boom or bust. Um, it was a boom and for Justin, Justin. Fields. And Justin Fields had a, had a great he had a great game. Well, running, again, I think he had 18 carries for over 100 yards. Um, and that would have put me, that, that would have given me the W because um, Sam Howell had a decent game. I think he got 17 and a half points or so. Mm-hmm. Um and Justin Fields got 22, so that five-point dis- difference would have would have given me the win. So, you know, that's annoying. Justin Fields is my starting quarterback. Um, but I just went with – I thought Sam Howell's been having a really good few weeks, and he was at home. He has. To, he was at home to the Giants, and I thought Justin Fields was coming back from an injury, going away to the Lions. I thought, no, just the way the Lions have been playing. But Justin Fields actually had a really good game. Um. Well, but, you and well, I, I mean, were talking before that at this point, Sam Howell is just one of those guys that you kind of have to play every week because he can just pop. Uh, who, Sam Howell or Justin Sam Fields? Howell. Yeah, no, you're right. And um, I I mean, I st- he's still, I, I believe, probably in the top 10 scoring fantasy quarterbacks. He may he's be quarterback four right now. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's pretty amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, he's solid. He's been solid. And, and again, you can't argue with 17 and a half, 17.4 points. But, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, obviously losing for you by 40, but you're still in the hunt, as you say. I'm still in, the hunt, you're still in the hunt. And it's time to make some moves happen. And I did make a trade. And in our league, the trade mm. deadline mm. isn't for a little bit, it looks like. It looks like we got like another week or so on trades. I believe so. Yeah. So, I made a trade this past week off of the terrible situation that's gone on with Justin and his quarterbacks. 
Now, if you remember my quarterback situation, I, I drafted Pat Mahomes in the second round this year. So he's already had his buy. And as long as there are no injuries to the current goat in the league right now for this season, I don't need a second quarterback on my bench. You know my strategy. I don't like carrying multiple quarterbacks regardless. Justin's success for the first part of the season was based off of the fact that Kirk Cousins was phenomenal, amazing, having a career, but then he got injured. Justin yeah. then had to make something happen. He made a trade with Jerry to try to get yeah. Joe Burrow. He ended up having to give away another of his beloved Bengals and Joe Mixon to get Joe Burrow, but it were it had worked out so far. And then, of course, we know what happened last week. Joe Burrow suffering a season-ending injury, and now Justin is down Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, and Kirk Cousins, all within the span of, what, three weeks or so? And I've got, I wouldn't say a top 10 quarterback, but in our league, we've got 12 players. Most of the top, I'd say 20 quarterbacks have been claimed, and it looks like he did what I expected him to do. He did pick up Will Levis on free agency, yeah, but I dropped he, him. Will Levis is kind of a boomer bust as well, and I offered him. If you would, if you were to suggest this trade at the beginning of the season, people would say that's just stupid. Nobody should take that. I offered him Geno Smith for Bijan Robinson. Now Geno Smith had looked good for the last, I'd say, four out of the last five weeks or yeah. so. He's just been looking solid. He's not going to like light you up. He's not going to be a top five, but he will get you the points that you need, kind of like yeah. a Kirk Cousins from five years ago. The thing about Bijan right now is the play calling in Atlanta has not worked out to his, his favor. A lot of people are like, well, is Bijan going to get any carries or is Tyler Algier going to get all the carries? And I do have a lot of confidence in Bijan going down the rest of the, the season. But he's also kind of, if this was a dynasty league, this would never have been a trade that was made. But this is a this season trade. And is Atlanta really going to be giving him the rock? I wanted some more confidence within my depth of running back, and he needed the quarterback. So that's where the trade happened. I think that is a, a fair trade. Look, we know that Justin, we did the podcast, just uh, uh, Justin and I, when he just traded for Joe Burrow. And he kind of mortgaged quite a lot of his future on that. But you can't argue with Joe Burrow. He's a great quarterback. Really sad about what happened, you know, going down. Um, for the rest of the season with a, with a kind of finger injury, isn't it? Wrist injury to his throwing hand. I, I think um, it's an injury to, yeah, I think it's like a torn muscle in his throwing hand. Right. Cause you saw him trying to throw the ball and he couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and just staying on that is really sad. I mean, I mean, you're right. I think this season has just been so sad. The spate of injuries to just great players everywhere. I mean, also obviously just in the last specifically quarterbacks out of this. Yeah. Too. Specifically quarterbacks, but then obviously you, you know, you throw in Nick Chubb as well, and and yeah. you know it's just really sad. But then you, J Justin Jefferson as well, like two of the great players in their respective positions. But obviously, yeah, just the last. I mean, Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow. Now, I mean, the, the AFC North. Um, wow, um, it's just it's sad and it's not good for the product. But injuries happen, and it's but obviously Justin needs a quarterback now. And it is more galling for me because, you know, Joe Burrow obviously only scored not very many points and he still beat me. <laughs> so that's, that's just, that's a conversation for another day. But um, I can understand why he went for Geno Smith. Um, he's a so, solid quarterback. And 
for you getting Bijan Robinson. Hold on on that. Uh, this is actually breaking news for you and me. Uh, as far as trades in our lead are concerned, I have been offered a trade. <laughs> breaking news. You've heard it here I first. improper Mark. Oh, you know, how is he listening to this live? This is what I, I don't, don't understand. know. Does, does he have does he have intuition? So he does, made he made this trade about six hours ago, and I only just now saw it. I, I do want to say that. I only just now saw that. <clears throat> he is wanting Bijan Robinson. He wants <laughs> Bijan Robinson for me. And in exchange, he's offering me two good players. Terry McLaurin, and I do need some help at wide receiver. And my favorite player in the NFL, Derrick Henry. Wow. Well, who's having that... a down season, but oh, wow. To be fair, that is a trade I would, I, that's a no brainer for me. You go ahead and accept it. It's Derrick Henry and one of the best receivers in the league in Scary Terry. Mm-hmm. No matter who's throwing him the, the ball. Yep. I mean, that's a no-brainer for me. I'm, I am surprised. I mean, I, I don't know the intuition Improper Mark has, but, but when if you're listening to this, Mark, we were just a few minutes ago <laughs> saying how you never either put forward trades or accept trades. And lo and behold, somehow, as we are recording this podcast, you have offered Mark a trade. Now, yeah. I am stunned. You must really want Bijan Robinson. For me... I would accept that trade. That's a no-brainer for me. I, I, don't, I, 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 don't, I don't really see the downside because you're getting you're getting too... I mean, to be honest, even if it was like for like, if it was Bijan for Terry McLaurin, that, that's a like for like, I would say, fair enough. And if it's Bijan Robertson for Derek Henry, I'd say fair yeah. enough. So there's clearly... I, he really wants that player a lot. I would... I mean, for me, that's a no-brainer. I would accept it. I'm leaning more towards taking this trade. I'm going to dwell on it since I have a yeah. couple of days to make this of decision. Course. I'm probably going to either accept it later tonight or early tomorrow so that I can let the one day process before Thursday night games on Thanksgiving happen. But yeah. I wanted to share that with you before we move on <laughs> to our big topic of the day. Wow. Yes. Which is our prediction do overs. <laughs> I think we both need them. I think we, I think both we do. Need them. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at my predictions and I think my, oh my gosh, one, two, I'm not even going to count how many of these are just way wrong. Uh, The AFC looks better than the NFC for me, but let's, all right, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this podcast, uh, we have to take some (laughs) pretty, pretty hot takes at the beginning of the season um, when all the hype is there. Um, one of us may have picked the Jets to, to win the division before the beginning of the season. <laughs> I, I'm just saying one of us also uh, may have picked uh, the Cowboys and the Dolphins uh, to not make the playoffs this year. Um, so, you know what? I'm not going to point name names. I'm not going to point fingers or anything like that. But what I am going to say is <laughs> Colin Cowherd says this the best. The United States Constitution gets dozens of amendments. We deserve at least a couple. <laughs> we do indeed. And so as you we'll say, take... uh, yeah, as you say, I'm not going to name names, but 
but one of us picked the Bears to be in the wildcard position. So I'm not going to name <laughs> names there as well. So, but yes, I I do I do believe that we we are oh, we are allowed to make some amendments mm-hmm. to our to our constitution. So I I believe you know why don't you go ahead first? Okay, uh, I'm going to go with the with... NFC. This oh you you go ahead you intro. Do you want to start with the NFC first, and then we'll, we'll do NFC then AFC? I think that sounds good. Why don't I yep. start NFC and we'll give it uh, throw it back to you? So NFC North, my prediction earlier in the season was the Lions. I'm not changing off of that. I think it's pretty clear the Lions are one of the best teams in the NFL right now. There's not really anybody in that division that's really fighting for them. The Vikings are scrappy, but you know, gosh, the the, the Vikings. God, what was the score this past week? They lost to the Broncos by 20. one point. Yeah. Yeah. The surging Broncos. I I I, I think the, the Vikings are gonna catch some a few more people by surprise, but that's not gonna be uh leading them to the playoffs. Uh NFC East, my preseason prediction was the defending NFC champion Eagles. That is not gonna change here. NFC South. This was the team that the, the division that nobody knew anything about, like what's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, And I would say that still nobody really knows what's going to happen. My preseason prediction was the Saints. The Saints are currently in first place in the division at 5-5. Five and five. Both the Falcons and the Bucks are 4-6. and six. Um, I, I hate... Wow, am I going to stick with Chalk with it again? I'm staying with the Saints, I think. Um, just because that team seems to be staying healthy. I, I like Derek Carr... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Saints. Uh, wait, what's going on here? Oh, I see what happened. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Saints. Uh, NFC West. Gosh, before this weekend's games, I probably would have thumped my chest and say Seahawks are going all the way. But that another close loss to the Rams puts yeah. the Seahawks behind the 49ers. And I think going into this four game stretch with a loss and being down to the 49ers, I hate to say it, but I'm. Also, still picking the 49ers. Wow, my division champions for the uh, NFC are the same. Um, for the wild card spots, I, I have to go with the Cowboys. Uh, I'm putting them back in there. I don't see a reason to put them back off. I said the Seahawks before the season. I'm still going to say the Seahawks before at the end of the season, but I think they're going to be a six or a seven seed. And then my last wild card spot. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? <laughs> Go for Baker, it. Baker Mayfield fever oh, as the seventh oh, seed out of the NFC. The what Bucks. is it with you and this Baker Mayfield love fest? I don't first you <laughs> offer me some ridiculous trade a few weeks ago. Nice Baker Mayfield's you first round the... overall pick, as you said. Oh, yeah. Best, best. Uh, just to recap, I have Lions, Eagles, Saints, 49ers staying with my picks from bef- the beginning of the season as division winners. Moving around my wild cards a little bit, Cowboys, Seahawks, and Bucks. Moving the Packers and Giants out of the wild card from what I had at the beginning of the season. I'm not going to let you get away with that. What is your What is your reasoning for having the Bucks in there as a wild card, as a, as a last wild card? Uh, the reason why they're in... So I'm looking at the rest of the, the, the conference. I don't think that the Commanders are going to get in. I do think that the the uh, the Vikings are going to slide. I don't have a lot of faith in Jordan Love to win in 
December. So that means the teams that you're going to be considering then, if I'm looking at this correctly, are going to be the Falcons, the Bucks, and the Rams. Now, the Rams just keep looking banged up. They play really hard. But as the season goes on, I think they're going to slide. And between the Falcons and the Bucks, I, I would take the Bucks between those two teams. It's really just like the uh, the the lesser of all evils for that last wild card spot. Yeah, I mean, and I can I can see that because I think <clears throat> the NFC picture is is a little bit more clear than the AFC picture. Um, you can make an okay. argument for the Vikings to be in there. You definitely can, but I I just don't see yeah. it right now. So okay, so my turn. So going with the NFC first. Yeah. Um. Uh, weirdly, I, I'm actually not too displeased with most of my picks um but i'm gonna start so the nfc north i picked the vikings um i I don't i don't believe that's going to be the case um i think the lions have shown they're the the top dogs in that division and they're eight and two they just had another good win even though they didn't play very well until the last five six minutes of that game you can't and then they just game in the third corner but you can win it in the fourth quarter you can, and they, they, they've had two close wins over the last two weeks, and yet that's the sign of a good team, winning ugly, winning, winning when you're not playing well. The Eagles have basically done that all season. They're 9-1, and one, and I don't think anyone thinks they've even played well, particularly well this season, and yet they're the number one he, team in, in the league. So Yeah, they're arguably the best team in, in a league where every team is showing their the, – the, their, sloppiest play we've seen over the past couple of years, but the the Eagles are doing it the cleanest. Yeah, I agree. So the NFC North, I'm going to take the Lions. I think, I think they, they have um, a two, two game lead over the Vikings, even though the Vikings, I mean, again, had a, had a close loss, but given their start, the fact that they're six and five at the moment is, is amazing. Given that Kirk Cousins has gone down and Justin Jefferson has gone down. It's, I mean, it's it's, what they've done is nothing short of amazing. So I'm going to take the Lions to win the NFC North. NFC East, not changing. I think it's pretty obvious. I I pick the Eagles just like you do. I'm not moving off that pick. NFC South, just like you, I pick the Saints to win. And again, it's, as you say, the the kind of path of least resistance. Um, um, Do I have the courage to move off that? And I don't think I do. I think... That division is really hard to pick, but I do think they are the 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 best out of a weak division. They're not a great team. I think they're an average team at best, but that division's really weak. Um, and they're always tough to play at home. And they have a solid veteran quarterback in Derek Carr. So I'm I'm not moving off that. NFC West, yep, the 49ers had a bit of a wobble, but they got back on track the last couple of weeks. They've looked so good lately. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm taking the 49ers. Now the wild cards. Yep, I did pick your Seattle Seahawks as one of the wild cards. I'm not moving off that because I think they are in a position to to be a wild card team. Um look out for the next four a, weeks. They go 49ers, yeah, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles. So don't be scared if they lose two or three games in that stretch. Well, they could even lose four, to be honest. Um, they can. I mean, they can also <laughs> win all four. <laughs> That's a possibility. That. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know what? When you say that, I haven't really thought of that. But I will say that division games are always are always difficult. And we know Seahawks and 49ers. So, you know, um, 
Second wild card, I've got the Cowboys. Um, well, I picked the Cowboys. I'm I'm not moving off that. Mm-hmm. They they're seven and three, I believe, at the moment. Um, yeah, and you know they've had they they haven't they've had a fairly easy schedule. They haven't played a lot of great teams, but they're winning um, and they score a lot of points. So I'm going to take them now. Again, I, I don't know. Someone here put the Bears at the beginning of the season as a wild card. I'm I'm not sure who that was, but but yeah, um, I'm I'm certainly uh, the Bears can can get out of that spot. I believe. Um, I do not think the Bears are going to be in wild card position. My last wild card team. I did just talk about them. I'm going to pick the Minnesota Vikings because I okay. think. There just is something going on there. And, and it's interesting talking to you about, you know, you pick the Bucks. It's, it's almost like which other team is going to, going to make a run. And I, I, just, I just think there's something about the Vikings. I don't know. They've rallied around the fact they've lost their two best players. Um, Josh Dobbs has, has seemed to kind of be doing his thing. He's just got there five minutes ago and got a win and obviously almost got another win. Um, I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Vikings. Um, that being said, there's always a team that makes a run and you could be right that it could be the, it could be the bucks. Um, you know, the Packers are at four and six, the Falcons are at four and six along with the bucks, the commanders at four and seven. I just don't, the Packers at four and six. I just, I don't trust any of those teams. And I think the Minnesota Vikings are kind of sitting pretty there. Um, so I'm, th- those are going to be my, um, I mean, weirdly that is the current NFC playoff picture in terms of, the no, in not necessarily in that order, but in terms of where we stand at the moment, um, the Vikings are in the seventh spot, and I think I'm going to stick with that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Vikings in that seventh seed. You and I see a lot of the same things in this NFC. You and I are only mm. apart on one team, and yeah. really, it's a splitting hair spot where I think the yeah. Bucks are going to be the team that backs in, and you think that the Vikings will hold on to their lead uh, enough to the end of the season. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's no uh, shock. Like, you and I, we debate, we debate, but we tend to have a lot of similar opinions on what the state of the league is. So I'm not shocked that the two of us have these same lines here. Yeah. Uh, I, the one thing I would say is uh, we, we may well be entirely wrong. I mean, I think the NFC picture is quite clear in, in certain, in, in some of the division leads at the moment. But I think the... Certainly the wild cards, there is always two or three teams that make a run towards the end of the season. And so we could well be wrong that, you know, there's a team that just makes a surge and wins four out of five towards the end of the season. Um, I am a bit worried that I picked the teams that are in the current standings in the NFC. So I could be completely wrong, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. And with that, we're going to move on to the AFC. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot and have you start sure. with your predictions. Sure. But before that, the reason why is because I'm about to fill up my uh, my whiskey glass right now with some Knob Creek 12. Uh, shout Do out it. to friend of the podcast, Jerry, who it's been a while since he's been on one of these episodes. But Jerry, I know you're a big fan of bourbon as well. He got me into some Jefferson's Reserve a couple of years ago. So, Jerry, if you're listening to this, let me know what you think about Knob Creek 12. He is indeed. Mark is currently on, um, what's this, number 10, 11 so far? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, my turn for the AFC. So, again, looking at 
the picture. Um, I, again, I, I haven't done too badly in terms of the overall teams I've picked. I just think the order is is wrong. So I'm going to start with AFC North. Now, I picked the Ravens, and given the quarterback woes for Cleveland and Cincinnati, I think I'm going to stick with it. Um, I think I, th- I think the Ravens are going to hold on. I mean, they are currently the number one team. They're, they're the number one seed currently. Um, but the Cle- I mean, Cleveland Browns at seven and three. I mean, they're they're in a wild card position at the moment. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Ravens um, to be the winner of that division. Now, the AFC East, I pick the Bills, and oof, who who knows. <laughs> where the bills where the bills are it's one week they're great one week they're not they've had some horrible losses i mean yeah they beat a jets team but the jets we know what what they are <laughs> you know to beat zach wilson is no mean mean feat yeah. um so i however i just don't think i think the dolphins i do believe the dolphins are going to win that division so i'm going to I'm going to put the Dolphins in there, um, even though um, the Dolphins, the Dolphins are actually they're only one game above Buffalo Bills, even though the Bills yep. have played one more game. So it's still really anyone's division, as much as people look at the Dolphins. But I just I don't see enough from the Bills this year. I just don't know their identity. I don't know when they're getting back to being that dominant team. So I think the Dolph I, I'm. I believe the Dolphins are going to win that division. Um, so I'm going to change that out. The AFC South, I do believe the Jags. I picked the Jags um, at the beginning of the year. I'm not moving from that. I still think I'm going to, I still think they're going to win that division. AFC West, um, I picked the Kansas City Chiefs. You're not um, picking I'm the not Broncos? <laughs> well, I haven't got through all my wildcard teams yet. So... Um, <laughs> so... I'm, I'm not moving off the Chiefs. So in the wildcard spots, I had the Dolphins, the Bengals, and uh, I don't even want to mention their name, um, a team in Los Angeles that is not the Rams. Um, but unfortunately, I had the Chargers, the seventh seed. Um, I'm going to switch the Dolphins and the Bills. I, I do think the Bills are probably going to make the playoffs. So I think I'm going to have the Bills um, in one of the wildcard spots. Um, I had the Bengals, but I just think with, with Joe Burrow gone, it's just too, it, I think their season's done. It's just too much um, for them to 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 keep winning. I mean, they they had a bad start, and then Joe Burrow came back. They went on a good win streak. To lose Joe Burrow, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, is too much to overcome. So I don't think the Bengals are going to make the playoffs. I do th- I do think the Browns I do think the Browns going to make the playoffs. Um, I mean that that defense a lot. You've heard a lot of people say that defense is really really good. They have a championship caliber defense, um, and but is that enough? They always say defense wins championships. Is that enough for them? Because they've lost to Sean Watson, who admittedly actually hasn't been playing particularly well, but he did have one good game against uh, the Ravens. Was it? No. Yes, it was. It was against the Ravens a couple of weeks ago. Um. So, yeah, um, I think the Browns, I think I'm going to pick the Browns. Now, the seventh seed, oof, 
that's that's a really tricky one. The Colts at five and five. You got the Broncos at five and five. They're obviously, the Bengals. You got the Raiders at five and six. The Chargers, nope, four and six, get out. Nope, they're not going to do it. I mean, uh, look, we're going to talk about this later, but, but any time you have Brandon Staley as a head coach, you need to make a run. You're, you're not going to get in at four and six. Um, they're, they're out. Um, but then you've got, you've got the Texans there, you've got the Steelers there, and you've got the Broncos. Um, oh, I just I forgot. So currently, the, the, yeah, I've got the Texans and the Steelers out. Yeah, you see, I don't think all. God, I don't think all. I don't think all. No, I don't think the current AFC seeding they're all going to be there. I, 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 I think the Bills do have a bit of know-how. They got a bit of experience there. I do think the Bills are there. Um, I, I do think the Browns are going to get in, and and I have to say, somehow, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to get in as the number seven seed because the Steelers are still the seventh seed, and they. I know they lost to the Browns, but they still just sort of somehow keep winning, even though they're just not very good. And yet they're six and four. And you think the way their team is that they'd be two and eight. I mean, they yeah. just they're on on any stat level, on any metric that you look, they're awful. And yet they're six and four, which is unbelievable to me. And so there's part of me that's like they're coached by the best coach in um, in the league. And to me, I'm like, if they if they somehow get something going on offense. Then they might string some more wins together. So I think, yeah, I'm going to go with that. The thing with the Texans, I'm just going to last say about the Texans. They'd be, I mean, obviously, we all know about CJ Stroud. He has just been lights Phenomenal. out. He's been unbelievable. Awesome. But I just think it's 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 a bit too soon for them. They're a really young team, and I ju- I just think it's a bit too soon. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with in a way a bit chalky and go with Bills Browns. And Steelers in the wild cards. Recapping business AFC is Ravens, Dolphins, Jags, and Chiefs as your division champions. Bills, Browns, and the seventh seed Steelers meeting in the wild card round. Biz, I'm sure this is not going to shock you, but you and I have six teams in common once again. Oh, However, wow. I do <laughs> have a couple of shifting arounds. Yeah. That, uh, one big one I think that you're going to at least get a smile over. Uh, I, I'm not backing off of the Ravens. The Ravens were oh, my it. preseason Super Bowl prediction, so I'm absolutely still sticking with them as being yeah. the AFC North champions. I, I think the I know Jets where you're going. Pre-season. I think I know you're going with a surprise, but I'll, I'll let you keep I am going. not picking the Jets. Uh, <laughs> I am going to follow you, and I'm going to say the Dolphins. Yeah. The Dolphins, uh, they, they, they have such an explosive offense. They have some they easy games down the stretch. And yeah. the Bills actually have kind of a, a a horrible like stretch when they get off of their bye. So I, do. I do think, and and they play each other the last week of the season. That could yeah. be to decide the division. Because the Bills have got the Cowboys, the 49ers, and oh gosh, who was the other team? There's three games. There's someone else. There's someone uh, else. Is, is, it, re- is think... it the Chiefs? It's the Chiefs. Or is uh, it the Eagles? Eagles. No, it's not Eagles. The, the Bills go Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys in three Eagles. straight weeks. And you could even yeah. throw the Chargers in right before Christmas, even though I think we would both take the Bills in that game, but that's not going to be an easy game for them. True. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure about my Bills pick. But no, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. You ready for it? AFC yes, I know South where you're champion going. Texans. 
Oh, wow. wow. AFC, here's the thing. They played this week. Uh, I, I would not be shocked if a lot of people were picking the Texans to beat the Jags. The Jags have looked fine. They did get punked against the 49ers two weekends ago after they finishing an, an awesome five-game winning streak. But there is something about this Texans team. And this yeah. team reminds me a lot. And I'm not comparing him to this guy. But this team and the way it's playing reminds me a lot of the 2012 Colts where Andrew Luck led them to the playoffs. And this AFC South is not a strong division. So if no. there's any team that's going to be led by a rookie to get to the playoffs, give me CJ Stroud to lead the Texans to the division title. I have to say on that, they are only one game behind Jackson. Yep. And I would love to see Houston in the playoffs. Oh, I would love to see gosh. CJ Stroud because they're... Breath of fresh air. Yeah, breath of fresh air. But they just play exciting. They just play an exciting brand. And and I they 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 try and put points on the board. They just they're just fun to watch. And what um, a turnaround this would be from just a couple of years ago, having to give away Deshaun Watson. I say give away; they got all the first round picks for him. But that whole yeah. like mire that they were like dwelling in because yeah. of the whole situation with him. They cleaned house. They've been bringing in a lot of fresh faces. They have an awesome franchise quarterback. I'm incredibly impressed with D'Amico Ryan's as the head coach. By the mm. way, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, first year head coach. Yeah, um, he's so, he's done a great job so far. I just think it's a one year too soon, maybe for them. I just, yeah. So clearly, the team that I have in the playoffs that you did not have was the Texans. They got into the AFC South. So now the question is, which is the team that I'm leaving out? Well, my wild cards, I can't leave the Bills out. I know that Justin is way out on the Bills, and I know they got a rough schedule, but. Regardless of how many picks he's thrown, Josh Allen has too many touchdowns with his legs. I I'm not going to pick against them to be out of the playoffs, quite frankly. Yeah. Second wild card spot in Duval. They won't host the game, but I've got Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars going up <laughs> against whoever the, the number three seed is. That very yeah. well may be Texans and Jaguars in the, yeah. in the first round playoffs. That'd be awesome. But I had this team as my seventh seed at the beginning of the of the season, and I still have them there. Give me that Browns, that Browns, that Browns, dog cool. pound Browns. Well, that's awesome. We got six to the same time. I have to say, when you said there was a team that might shock me, I thought you were going to pick that team on the West Coast. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Chargers. No, 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 no. no, no. I, know this, I, will, I will give you grief over that, and I will throw you as many stupid presents with the Chargers <laughs> logo on them as I possibly can, but I'm not stupid, okay? I I'm tell not you what, stupid. They can still make a run. They can still make a run. They Ooh. theoretically could, and their <laughs> roster still looks incredibly loaded on talent. All right. That's true. That's true. I've got three more questions for you before we're done with this. I'm not going to have us pick the whole playoffs, but what I'd like to know is what is your what is your AFC Conference Championship game? What's your NFC Conference Championship game? And what is your Super Bowl? Give me all three. So the the AFC, I had the Chiefs over the Ravens. Um, I I still think the Chiefs are going to get there. But I'm actually, I want to be, I want to be a bit contrarian. And whilst I do think the Ravens are very good, I still think they've had some dodgy losses during, I mean, they're eight and three, but their three losses are, 
and and there's no so i'm i don't even think it's i'm going out on a limb um but i would love to see a shootout between the chiefs and the dolphins in the afc championship game and so that's more hope because i'm not if the dolphins played the ravens my my head would pick the ravens but my heart wants the dolphin my heart wants the dolphins to to get to the super bowl because just everyone just wants to see them light it up and score 100 yep. points yep. and and i think them against the chiefs would be great the thing with the chiefs is they're not actually that high flying team anymore that lights it up they're a bit more no, they're just pragmatic good. they're just yeah they're just good they win and i don't mean obviously they didn't or something but yeah so i i so think taylor I'm, swift I'm, wasn't in the states then so that's clearly the problem no that's true so i'm i think i'm gonna um you know move over from the ravens i think i'm gonna go chiefs over the, um well i'm gonna say chiefs versus dolphins the yep. nfc champ oh uh, so you, are just you picking the, the chiefs over the dolphins because we're picking Super Bowls too, so you have to we're pick one. Super Bowls. Yeah, I do. I'm going to have to stick okay. with it because I just that's I, fine. If they played in the AFC Championship game, I depending on where it is, but I don't think the Dolphins are going to get the number one seed. So, I mean, they could, but yeah, I'll t- I'll take Chiefs over the Dolphins. Respectable. You want me to go over to the NFC now? Yeah. So, NFC. I'm going with chalk. I mean, I before it's it's a rematch of last year i picked that before the start um the eagles against the 49ers um i think that i still think you know obviously 49ers had a wobble but i still think the 49ers and eagles are the two best teams in the conference um that being said i did pick the 49ers over the eagles um the thing is, I just don't want to pick the same Super Bowl that we had last but year. But it can happen. It can happen, as, as you very well know. With Bills uh, Cowboys back to back in the early true. 90s. That's true. And what about New England Patriots They're getting there every single year and you never watched the game? They so, never had a back to back opponent, though. No, they didn't. Um, I just. You see, in a one off game, I, I probably. I, yeah, no, you know what? I'm, I, I've got no reason at the moment to move over my pick. The 49ers just had a three-game bad wobble. But I think on their day, they are just as good as the Eagles, if, if not better in a one-off match, talent for talent. The scary thing, though, is we talked about this. I don't, I don't even think the Eagles have got out of second gear yet. Uh, and, and they're 9-1. and one. And, and to me, I'm we like... We have not talked about AJ Brown and, being De- and Devontae Smith being the scariest people no, in the league yet, and no. they absolutely are. No, and they have not... They haven't... They just haven't played lights out yet so i'm just like when they put together one of those games watch out the rest of the league yeah and yet they're nine and one so that is what scares me but i do think if there's one team in the league that can beat them even playing at their best it's the 49ers i do believe the 49ers can beat them playing at their best so i'm gonna stick with my pick which is the 49ers over the eagles that's respectable you had uh, a couple of good picks at the beginning of the year and you've picked you're sticking with three of the four teams in the conference championship games i can't really blame you uh, and I'm going to be very similar to that. Um, not not a lot of like like gravitas or like bravado about this. I picked Ravens over Chiefs uh, yeah. at the beginning of the season. I'm not moving off of that either. Ravens yeah, over so Chiefs much. is going to be my AFC Conference Championship game. The Ravens are the number one seed, and they are they were my Super Bowl prediction at the beginning of the season. Best team in the AFC right now at yeah. a little bit past midseason. NFC. I had Eagles over Seahawks. 
not picking that this time. I'm not picking that this time. I love your optimism. I love your optimism. Look, you you may actually wonder what's going on with me uh, when you figure out which team I'm going to be picking to go against the Eagles this time, because I am picking the Eagles to make it. But I'm going to be picking a team that I think is just a little bit unassuming. And I think if you look at the roster, you're like, holy crap, they are so good. No, it's not going what you think. I'm not picking the Cowboys. I'm not picking Uh, the Bucks. I'm picking uh, the Saints. The New uh, Orleans Saints. Are you? Against the Eagles in the NFC Conference Championship game. Derek Carr finally wins a playoff game. Alvin Kamara goes over with that great offensive line. You got Chris Olave, one of your favorite players in the NFL. I think that what you're going to get with the Saints is a little bit of catching fire in a bottle at the right time, similar to how you saw with the Giants about a decade or so ago. I'm not going to be so optimistic that I'm going to put them beating the Eagles, though. Eagles are still going to beat the Saints, but I'm not going to be shocked, and I'm picking the Saints to get a couple of victories here or there to make it to that last game in the NFC. I... I, I'm sp- it's I not a sexy pick, but it's I, what I'm picking. Speechless. The New Orleans Saints. Yep. I mean, I told you you weren't going to know what I picked. <laughs> I, I would have bet that if you were to look at my list, you would have picked the Saints as the last possible choice that I would have picked. But I think they're going to get there. I think you know they've the got New the roster. You know the Saints are five and five right right now. Yep. There's and you're picking be some them to get team- to the. You're going to picking them to be get to the championship game. Every year, some team that looks ho-hum goes on a run. Last year, it was the Lions. Every year, you're going to see some team that start off with a losing record go like 7-0 and or something like that. Well, I, I, I will say, in defense of your um, slightly ridiculous pick, but um, is the, <laughs> the, you know, again, one of the things I don't like is how the winner of the division always gets a home playoff game. I'm not going to get into that. I think that's a yep. ridiculous rule it should be just be pure seeding just because you win your division i i think i know you will say oh it has to count for something i believe it should count for something i believe that if you win your division you should get into playoffs but you should not get a home playoff game if you have a much worse record than a team that's in the sixth or seventh or fifth but but that's the conversation for another day um but you are right to a certain extent if they do win their division they are very difficult to beat in that place in new orleans in the Superdome, they are very. It's one of the toughest places, along with your stadium in Seattle. So, if they get a home playoff game, which is a one-off against anyone, against anyone, and they, they may might play the Bucks or the Seahawks. <laughs> well, they're not going to beat the Bucks. Obviously, the Bucks have got Baker no. The Bucks, they've got. Yeah, that, I mean, you know, true. the Bucks are. But they may have them, to play so. the Seahawks in the first round. And honestly, as much as I like my Seahawks, they really need to have a home playoff game to be able to win the playoffs. That's true. Yeah, I, I mean, I. I can't see Seattle going on the road and, and, and winning a game. But, I, I mean, that's, to a certain extent, what gives credence to you, that if the Saints... I can see... If the Saints get in the playoffs, if the Saints win the division, I can see them winning their first playoff game. And then... But then it's the matter of going away. I can't see them going away, depending on whoever they're playing. Well, to be fair, could they beat the Lions away? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. They if they could. have to play the Lions. Because the Lions are just... They've never been in that position before. Yep. So maybe there is some strange, <laughs> strange reasoning to your, but, but still, I think it's a ludicrous pick. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to help you out here. But um, Look, wow, I, that I'm is proud a gutsy, of my pick. that's gutsy. 
That yeah. is that's way out on a limb there. Uh, I'm gonna just get this out there. I'll have you talk about yours as well because I know that you you have an awesome Super Bowl. I have an awesome Super Bowl as well. I'm not picking my Super Bowl, or sorry, I'm not changing my Super Bowl prediction. I'm sticking with the Ravens over the Eagles. Both of those teams are the number one seeds right now. I picked that as the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. I'm not backing off. Yeah, same here. At this point, I've got no reason to back. I picked the 49ers over the Chiefs. Um, there is something the Chiefs just do not look as dominant as they have been years gone by. They just don't look like they're, you know, annihilating people. You know, weirdly, it's it's almost slightly the Dolphins were the Chiefs, like the Chiefs were Dolphin-esque before, just going over and putting 40, 50, 60 points on everyone. Um, the Chiefs, there's something just, they, weirdly, they're, they're almost a defensive-led team now. Um, the, the drops of the Kansas City receivers, obviously, you know, we'll talk about the game, but... Uh, Marquez Valdez scantling. I mean, just horrible. And if they don't fix those problems, yeah. they should have put that game to bed against the Eagles. But if they don't fix those problems, I, I still think they're gonna. Anytime you've got Patrick Mahomes, you're always you're always in the chance. And we've well, always said, know- it, even if they don't have as good a team as someone else, they've got the best player in the league, which is Patrick Mahomes. But mm-hmm. I still think this time, the 49ers do still have probably the best roster in the league. And Brock Purdy is a, he's a very good quarterback. He may not be elite, but he does the job. And I've got no reason to move off my pick, which was 49ers over the Chiefs. So I'm going to stick with it. In defense of Mark's team, as much as it pains me to say this, Brock Purdy did have a phenomenal game this past week. I think he was the number one play- player in most fantasy leagues this past league this past week. And he ended up with a perfect passer rating of 158.3. So yeah, he made people um, don't call him elite. I think he has everything he needs to get there. Well, I I, I agree, and I think it's also I, I don't think he's elite yet, but I think he's he's in that conversation of maybe top twelve, top ten. He may well get in there soon. He's yeah. still young. But the other thing is, again, things come at the right time. Their bye week just came at exactly the right time because they were yeah. in. I'm not going to say they were in free fall. But they needed it. I, they just needed they it. Need, they just needed a break. And honestly, I think if they had played Jacksonville a week earlier, I think they may have lost. I think they may have lost I, I to Jacksonville. Too. I do too. Um, this is awesome stuff. Ravens over Eagles, 49ers over Chiefs. One of us is going to be perfectly right. The other one is not going to get a single one <laughs> right at all. Let us know what you think. Again, we love getting the emails, improperfantasypodcast at gmail.com. The Twitter handle is at improperfantasy. Gosh. Um, you know what? If it's all right with you, I'd like to just jump into our pickums before we like start talking about this past week's yeah. games. Yeah. Um, we were lights out across the board this past week. All three, guest and both hosts, Got everything right last week. Nice. I picked the Cowboys. I got my point. You got the Texans. You got your point. The I Texans did. against the Cardinals. And then Mark picked the Browns, which was, <laughs> that oh, was gosh. Yeah. That was yeah. An, that, if you like defensive matchups, that was an awesome game. Um, now, we had some schedule issues going on this past week, uh, trying to make some interesting trying to make some things going on with the podcast and uh, Mark being the ever vigilant guy that he is, did give us a podcast guest pick this week. It's a team that neither biz or us could take because we've already picked them, but 
just to let you know, he has picked the Texans in that Jaguars matchup this week uh, as his pick of okay. the week. Nice. Nice. Is who do you have? Oof. This is tricky. So I'm looking that there, there is a game that's very intriguing to me, but I'm not sure I have the guts to go there. It's Sunday afternoon and it is the ascending, the rising, the most informed team in the NFL oh, right now. Oh no. The Denver Broncos at, home, at mile high over again the Browns that have arguably the best defense in the league. Seven and three, but I just think going at altitude. Do I do I have the guts to go there? Because you know that the Broncos are tied for the longest win streak in the league right now with the Eagles at four wins in a row. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are the informed team. Russ is cooking at the moment. Sean Payton is he is cooking. But the other game I'm looking at is the Vikings over the Bears on Monday night. Um. Oh. Russell you know Wilson what? is tied for third most touchdowns in the league at 19, and he's only thrown four picks. Do you, yeah, I know you want me to pick that. Just, uh, when are you going to take the Broncos pick at all for the rest of the season? Well, you see, I'm not, I, I, was, I was moving away from them because I didn't, I didn't want to. Um, but uh, Have I picked Tennessee you, yet? Have I picked Tennessee You have yet? not picked the Titans yet this season. Because they're playing away, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're playing at home against the Panthers. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos over. Yes, the yes. Oh, Biz, I'm proud After of the, you. I have to say, I think I I actually owe the 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 city of Denver. And dare I say, Sean Payton, a bit of an apology because after that shellacking by Miami, I think everyone was just like. They are they are abysmal, and you know all credit to them. And I think sometimes we've often said this. Sometimes when you have a result like that, it actually galvanizes you and it helps you. And once you hit rock bottom, it makes your team realize whatever it is, you know, needs to get together. And and they have they have been on a tear since since then, or certainly the last few games. Um, and they're. They're a difficult. They're a difficult proposition. I just think, yeah, maybe playing at altitude. The thing is, the Browns they won. They beat the Steelers, but they have quarterback problems, and you have to put points on the board. The Broncos don't. <laughs> oh God! Here we go. Here we go. You're, you see, you're a secret Denver. Denver's like your second team, even though even though they're the team. That uh, you I don't think I can even make even that though- joke. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> You know what? I'm a um, fan of how few, how how poorly they scored against us in the Super Bowl about a decade ago. Forty three was exactly, one of my I favorite know. games. I know, and that's what I was going to say. So, but I, you know, I'm I'm riding that bandwagon now. I think I'm going to take the Bronco, Broncos at home against Cleveland. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, that leaves me with just my pick for the week, and I've been looking at my. I've been looking at the teams that I picked so far this season. I have used a couple of really, really good teams, but there's a team lingering for this week that is going to be playing on a day in uncharted territory for the NFL. We're going to get Jets versus Dolphins Uh, on Friday, Black Friday. And I'm picking the Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to take my Dolphins pick for the year. I was going to say, because I, I... 
I thought you were going to take the Jets. <laughs> well, they are making a change at quarterback. I just don't think it's going to do much against this offense. <laughs> that's that's true. I think that's a good pick. I, I mean, yeah, Black Friday at three. I I, I can see the Dolphins. Dolphins winning that game easily. Yeah, and I and I haven't used them yet. And I, I we only have so many weeks left in the season. We're about to cross yeah. the two thirds mark as far as weeks done. This is week twelve. We go to week eighteen, and. Uh, the uh, scores are very, very close. Guests and myself are tied at six with you holding the lead by one at seven. And we're uh, seeing the down the stretch at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully I can keep, I can keep, you know, that slender one point lead up. Let's see if we can. So we have a few games that we want to talk about, a couple of injuries that happen, a couple of stories. Mm. I know that we're running a little long at this point, but uh, listeners, I know you want to know what our thoughts are on some of these. You alluded to that big Chiefs and Eagles game this past week. And it, looking into that fourth quarter, it looked like the Chiefs were just in control. Mm. Yeah. But then, you know, the Eagles did what you're supposed to do, and that's win late. Uh, yeah. So the, I, I can't not say that the Eagles aren't the best team in the league. They, they yeah. certainly right now are. And there's, there's not really much of an argument right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it looked like the Chiefs were completely in control. Um, and then the Eagles played well when it counts. Um, they, didn't, they didn't play. Uh, when you look at the overall game, they didn't play well at all. Um, I've got to say, though, the Chiefs let one slip because, look, <laughs> Valdez Scantling, I mean, you've got to catch that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty much in the bread basket. And, you know, it's a touchdown. Um, and even even then, the, the the last play of the game, I think, was it fourth? Where he hits the receiver kind of right in the hands again and he drops mm -hmm. it. Um, they just got too many drops, and um, you know they don't they don't have a scary wide receiver anymore. Um, they they have Travis Kelsey, obviously, who's the scariest player on their team. But then, and they have Patrick Mahomes, but they don't have. It's very eerily similar to Tom Brady. Rob, Gronkowski, where you have those two and basically no one else, and they don't have any other scary players really, like like the scares other teams on offense. Um, so, but the Eagles, you're right that they are the best team in the league, and they haven't really played that well yet. So, it's scary when they when they do put together a good sixty minutes. What they'll do, what they'll do to people. Over the past several weeks, the the Eagles have beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten the Cowboys. They've beaten the Dolphins. Next week, they're going to be playing the Bills. And then it goes the 49ers. And then it goes the Cowboys. They have beaten the Dolphins, Cowboys, and Chiefs, along with a very close divisional matchup against the Commanders. That You could argue this is the toughest stretch that any team is going to have in the league this season. And then they've yeah. still got Bills, 49ers, Cowboys to go on. And I wouldn't be shocked if they ran the table against all of those teams. And then they finished the season off. Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Yeah. So, yeah. This team I mean, may not lose a game for the rest of the season. That 49ers game is going to be a really interesting one to watch. But this team is just so good. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they haven't hit the heights yet. Um, yeah. So I think they, they're the class of the league at the moment. You talked a lot about your pick this week, the Broncos, uh, mm. in that matchup that they won against the Vikings, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a close game. Um, again, the Vikings... I mean, the Vikings showed a lot of spirit. Again, Joshua Dobbs has only been there a couple of weeks. 
Um, again, I think the whole the, world is rooting for Josh Dobbs. Yeah, as the they astronaut. are for so many reasons. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. But you know, the, the Broncos are, as I said, they're coming. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they get in the wild cards. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if they do get in the wild card. I don't have the guts or the courage of my convictions, as a certain analyst says, to, to pick them as a wild card team. But they're looking good. Um, they're, they're the form team in the league, and I, I don't think anyone really wants to play them at the moment. Um, I mean, they've had two good wins. To beat the Vikings away, that's a tough place to go and win. And to beat the Bills in that kind of rabid, you know, stadium in, in Western New York, that's a really, really difficult place to go and win. Oh, wait, you're talking about the good wins being... The, the Vikings and yeah. the Bills, and you're going to gloss over the fact that the week before that they beat the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, that, that was a given. <laughs> that, no, um, yeah, I mean, that's three great wins. That's three great wins in three weeks. Um, and that's the thing we talked about, because we often talk about the Dolphins, that they haven't really beaten a good team. But the Broncos have beaten the Vikings, the Bills, and the Chiefs. Um, in three weeks, so um, it, it was a good win for them. And that down the stretch, you know, Russell Wilson played really well. So they've they've that yeah. passed the Cortland oh, yeah. Sutton great, at the end of the great, game. Great. Like the we've been waiting for like four or five years for Cortland Sutton to yeah. do a thing, and I'm not convinced that they're like really on the same sink. But if this is the way that they can hook up at the high pressure moments, because we know that Russ can deliver when the pressure's on him. It just hasn't worked out so far in Denver. But if he's got the player that's willing to put himself in that position, and if Sutton steps up to be this guy, that's a hell of a touchdown catch close to the end of the game. Yeah, absolutely. We had a couple of of season-ending injuries this past week. Um, Of course, we've already talked about Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson, two quarterbacks in the AFC North. We're not going to see them for the rest of this year. Yeah. Devastating fantasy mm. strategies for this past year. A lot of people were looking at Deshaun Watson saying, hey, I'm going to take him in like round 13, 14, because nobody's going to take him. And well, you, you mm. still don't have a quarterback, despite the fact that you didn't have a quarterback most of the season anyway. But Joe Burrow was starting to prove everybody wrong uh, and showing, yes, my calf injury hampered me for a couple weeks, but he mm. was that guy. And now he's just gone. Yeah. And it, you just got to feel for specifically Justin and nobody else. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, you can't, you can't say better than that. I mean, yeah, it's... You never want to see great players get injured. Um, and... Never. We talked about it already, but this season, there's just been injury after injury. It's just really sad. I think it devalues the product, but... Sadly, injuries are part and parcel of what is a, a very violent sport. And, you know, Joe Burrow going down, no one wants to see it because he's one of the best in the game. Um, and he just has to come back stronger. But, yeah, fancy implications. Obviously, people are going to have to make trades, move around, try and pick up streamers on the waiver wire. There's still maybe some usable quarterbacks on the waiver wire. And just hope you can get your skilled players in there to, to make a difference. But, um, yeah, just sad. Just sad. You wanted to ask me one question, uh, apparently about your favorite head coach <laughs> and another head coach in the league. Am I uh, right? Perhaps, perhaps. Um, well, after last week, certainly 
with Brandon Staley. Did you see his press conference? I did. What did you think about it? If the if the Chargers don't make the playoffs this season, and I know that the Chargers made the playoffs last season with that that absolutely horrific collapse that they had against the Jaguars. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs this season, I yeah. Think so that was out. going to be my question. Like, who? We obviously know the season New England is having. Who who is on the hottest seat? Bill Belichick or Brandon Staley? Oh, the, I think the easy answer will be Staley, but that's only if they don't perform. Yeah. I think the issue with Belichick is I don't think it matters if they do well or if they don't do well because yeah. they're so far yeah. out of it. There's not a chance that they make the playoffs. Um, I don't think there's a situation where Belichick is coaching for his job. The question is, does he have a job or does he not have a job? And only Kraft can answer that. Um, I This is going to sound like a hot take, and I don't want to sound like a doomsayer or anything like that. I think that this is Belichick's last season, despite the reports about the fact that he signed like an extension in the offseason or things like that. I think that this is it for him. I think he's going to announce at his press conference at the end of the season that he's going to go out on his own terms and Kraft is going to let him do that rather than fire him. Um, but I well, think Belichick sees that. Yeah, because that's the question that I, I, I don't think New England or Robert Kraft will, will fire Bill Belichick because of the, of the optics of, of what it looks like of a, of a guy that won six Super Bowls with you. And so, but I wonder if behind the closed doors, he'll be like, Okay, you you retire now or resign. But I, I've I've heard and even I was hearing on a show today that, you know, yeah, New England won't fire him because he's done so much credit in the bank. He he literally has got to the stage where if he wanted to coach another year, Robert Kraft probably will let him. Which is just really sad because it's almost like, well, there has to be some accountability there. But obviously they should move I mean, into an executive well, role. What about Bill Belichick swapping, well, going, being traded to Los Angeles and he can have Justin Herbert for a few years? I don't think he's ever going to do that. <laughs> Honestly, here, here's yeah. the hot take. I think that it's much more likely that Bill would let Bill O'Brien be head coach while he takes over the coordinator position. Upstairs, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I think that that would be a transition. Sort of, I think that's much more likely to happen rather than him get traded to, to Los Angeles. Also, I don't think well, there's the weird part about that is because who's going, who's in charge of trading personnel, the he, the general manager, right? right? Who's the general manager right, for the Patriot? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's a really interesting situation. I mean, of, so the flip side, talking about Los Angeles. I mean, I just Brandon Staley just continues to defy logic. I mean, it's just one thing after another with him. I mean. You say if they don't make the playoffs, and yeah, I mean they're still in the hunt. I suppose yeah, they're, they're still, still in. quite a lot of games left. Neither but, of us have them in it, but they're still for, definitely for, in the hunt. True, but for me, I'm just like he should not have had his job after the debacle against Jacksonville last year. Yeah, um, that's just a given, and I don't know what it is. He must have. He a weird, shouldn't have had his very job special after the debacle against the Raiders two years ago. Absolutely, even forgot about that. But that, I mean, that was arguably even worse yeah. when they even said, "Yeah, we were going to draw the game." And he just, again, no, I know better than you. It's just, I, I don't know. There's something odd there. And I don't know what relationship he has with the owners. Or clearly there's something about him that they love. Yeah. But if that was someone else, they would not be in a job. And you don't want to wish someone loses their job. But there's a weird arrogance about him that's kind of nauseating, actually. Um, you know, his 
he talks about no, I'm I, I have full confidence in my defense, but you just lost. You just lost. So how can you say that? You know, where's the accountability there? Um oh, just um yeah, no words. As always, listeners, if you have any thoughts or questions about the contents that we're talking about in this episode, you can reach out to us improper fantasy podcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at improper fantasy biz. Do you have any shout outs this week? I do. Again, as much as it pains me to, because they are our, our arch rivals and oldest enemy in the game of cricket. But um, congrats to the Aussies who won their sixth Cricket World Cup on Sunday. They beat the unstoppable Indians who, until that point, had been undefeated. They'd won all 11 of their matches going into the final. And the Aussies just quietened the crowd in a in a stadium of 135,000. I think it may well be the biggest stadium in the world, actually, um, in Ahmedabad. And obviously, 134,500 of those were cheering for India. Um, so congrats to the Aussies uh, for winning another Cricket World Cup. I have a two-part. Uh, shout out nice. this week and it has everything to do with college football because we're going into rivalry week we're about to we see are. just the last couple of weeks of the the regular season you're going to see rivalry week then you're going to see conference championship games and then we're in the bowl season yeah. but yeah. the uh during this podcast the uh the cfp rankings for week 11 came out week 11 week 13 week 14 i don't even know what week it is because college football's got interesting weeks um the top three spots have remained unchanged. You have Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan at one, two, three. But jumping over Florida State into the top four, the unbeaten Washington Huskies are currently in the top four for the very first wow, they time. Leap, they leapfrogged Florida State. They leapfrogged Florida State. And if they win this week, and if they can win the Pac-12 title, unless something else happens where Florida State manages to impress, there is a chance that you're going to see a Pac-12 champion in the CFP, and it's going to be the University of Washington. The second part of that is still in the top four, where you've got the number two Ohio State and the number three Michigan playing this week. Yeah, Saturday, 12 o'clock noon. That may be the biggest game of the season. I know that college football says that every single week, but you, unless it's one versus two, which Ohio State and Michigan have done that a couple of times in the past. But you've got two versus three this week, and that's yeah, going to be awesome. But to be fair, I mean, if Michigan wins, it's obviously just because, you know, they've had people spotting, you know, during the week at Ohio State, maybe dressed in Ohio State gear, you know, pretending to be a practice. Ooh, they're dressed as the knowing, knowing their planes, knowing their plays and things like that. So yep. surely it doesn't count. I mean, you know, so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, go Buckeyes, that's all I can say. <laughs> However, going back to your first part, like, I mean, if Washington ends up playing Georgia, is it actually, is it going to be just like the national championship last, last year where um, they lose by 100 points? <laughs> Washington has a couple of awesome defenders. Uh, I, okay. Edge rusher Braylon Trice very well may be in the uh, draft, high draft spots this coming year. Uh, but Washington's mainly known for being one of the top offenses in the league uh, with Heisman front runner, Michael Penix Jr., Roma Dunze in the, as a wide receiver. It, it's 
quite frankly, it's I don't think the answer is going to be Washington if they have to play Georgia, which is what the seedings would break out to be. However, Washington, uh, Ohio State, Michigan is going to have to have a loser. That's true. And yeah. if Ohio State and Michigan or one of those two fall out, then that means that Washington likely goes up to three. Florida State will go up to four. And that means you're not but, going to get Washington playing up against Georgia. Possibly. Possibly. But, but there's, an, there's an argument that whoever loses Ohio State-Michigan may still still be in the top four. Sure. Depending on the nature of the game. It's, you're 100% correct. And I would actually make the argument that no matter what happens this game, if that is the only loss between these two the rest of the season, that they both should be in the CFP. Now, historically, I've always been on the side of I don't want to see more than one team per conference, but I would make yeah. the argument that th both of those teams could beat Georgia. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, there's no great team this year, which in some yep. ways makes it good. There's more competition. Yep. So it's going to be interesting. To see. I am so looking forward to the college football playoff expansion coming up. That is going to yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah. But with that, uh, my whiskey glass is empty. Because of that, the only thing <laughs> I can say is cheers. Cheers. Till next time.